I'm Karen Morgan, and this is the Purple Bike Podcast. Hey, everybody. Today, we're going to be talking about 1979. We were high school freshmen. We were no longer sub-freshmen. We were actual real freshmen, real ninth graders who are so much cooler than eighth graders, right? That year, I was on the volleyball team and the basketball team and the softball team and the tennis team. I played all the sports because I went to a very tiny school. And when you only have 24 people in your graduating class, you get to play every sport. In 1979, my brother was a senior in high school. He drove a white Monte Carlo with T-tops and was very concerned about his hair. He also controlled the radio in the car. And he was not very happy that he had to drive his little sister to school in his Monte Carlo. Popular toys in 1979 were strawberry shortcake dolls, strawberry shortcake, huckleberry pie, apple dumpling, blueberry muffin, and the purple pie man. The purple pie man of Porcupine Peak was the villain on Strawberry Shortcake, and he looked totally deranged. I didn't have Strawberry Shortcake dolls, but if I did, I think I would have had the purple pie man. The other popular doll in 1979 was Baby Alive. My younger cousin got one for Christmas, and it was creepy. It came with diapers and these weird little food packets that you mix with water. To feed it, you had to mash the spoon on its mouth, and it would actually chew, and it would make this horrible, robotic-sounding chewing noise. And then later on, the food that you fed it would come out its bottom into the diaper. Gross. So more suited to me and my friends that year was the Sony Walkman. The Sony Walkman is a tiny stereo cassette player with truly incredible sound. Sony Walkman came out in 1979, and the first one was a cassette player. It ran on batteries. It had these pretty cool, lightweight headphones that had foam on the ears. Now, back in 1979, a Walkman cost $200, which was actually kind of expensive for what it was. I don't think I got one until college when the price went down. In 1979, the Burton Backhill Snowboard came out. Not that we really knew this growing up in Athens, Georgia. Now that I live in Maine and my family spends six months a year in the snow, it's a totally cool thing to know that the Burton Backhill Snowboard came out in 79. Jake Burton Carpenter founded Burton Snowboards in 1977 in Vermont. Now, snowboarding originally was called snurfing. His model, called the Burton Backhill, changed snurfing into snowboarding. Jake Burton put bindings on the board. It gave him more control. There were graphics on the bottom and on the top. It made snowboarding a real sport. Let's talk about the songs in 1979. The number one song that year was My Sharona by the Knack. Now, I mostly remember My Sharona because it played over and over and over on the jukebox at the beach that summer. And there was a cute boy who kept playing it. I spent a whole lot of money in the Space Invaders machine just watching that cute boy play My Sharona. So it's definitely on my list of favorite songs. Also in 1979 was... If you like pina coladas... 
love it or hate it, it's stuck in your head now. I am so sorry. Rupert Holmes said he wrote this song after he read the classifieds and thought, ooh, what would happen to me if I answered this ad? Well, I'd go and see if it was my own wife who was bored with me. So that's kind of where the lyrics came from. The lyrics were originally, if you like Humphrey Bogart, instead of if you like pina coladas. He changed it at the last minute, thankfully, because I wonder if that old line would have done as well as pina coladas. Mm, Probably not. Also that year was The Devil Went Down to Georgia by the Charlie Daniels Band. This was a pretty popular song growing up because I lived in the state where the devil went down to. So we heard this song a lot. Rapper's Delight was a 12-inch vinyl album that was released in September that year. This song was 15 minutes long originally. Rapper's Delight was the first hip-hop single ever to reach the Billboard Top 40. Rapper's Delight was created by a very smart lady named Sylvia Robinson. Now, Sylvia, who had been a singer, was also a music producer and she owned a record label. She was out at a club one night and she heard a DJ sort of rapping over records and the crowd kind of answered back and forth so she came home and she told her son Joey who was just 17 at the time that they needed to go find somebody that could do the same thing on tape so Joey knew a guy named Henry Jackson big bank Hank all 380 pounds of him Hank was working at the crispy crust pizza parlor at the time big bank Hank was the first guy they recruited the next guy was Guy O'Brien who is Master G and the last guy is Mike Wright who is Wonder Mike So Sylvia and her son Joey met these guys on a Friday night, and she scheduled studio time for the following Monday. Now here's how the story goes. Sylvia was actually working on the soundboard while they were recording, and Hank's boss called from the pizza parlor and said, hey, if he's not here in 15 minutes, he is fired. Well, Sylvia Robinson was a smart lady. She did not stop the session. She was working the soundboard, and she was pointing to each of those guys when it was their turn to sing. Even though these three guys had never even rehearsed together, like not one time, they recorded Rapper's Delight in one take. There were some good movies in 1979. Some of my favorites were Alien. I just remember the ad was, In space, no one can hear you scream. Well, if you're watching it with the girls' basketball team in the dark, you will hear a lot of people screaming. We also saw Mad Max with Mel Gibson, the first one. The Electric Horseman had Jane Fonda and Robert Redford. But my two favorite movies that year were The Jerk with Steve Martin. Oh my God! And Breaking Away. Which is pretty appropriate for this podcast because it's all about a bike race. Breaking Away was a story about these four friends who grew up in a college town. And these guys are townies and they're probably not going to get to go to college. So they spend a lot of time at the quarry just trying to decide what to do with their lives. The main character in Breaking Away's name is Dave. He was played by Dennis Christopher. Now, Dave was obsessed with bike racing and the Italian bike team in particular. So he goes around pretending to be Italian and he speaks Italian and it drives his parents crazy. His parents were played by Barbara Berry and the wonderful Paul Dooley. Now, he and his friends, who were played by Dennis Quaid and Daniel Stern and Jackie Earl Haley, enter the Little 500 Bike Race, which is actually a real race, and they beat the college teams. 
This movie was based on a true story from 1962. The movie itself won the Oscar for Best Screenplay, it got nominated for Best Picture, and it actually won the Golden Globe for Best Picture that year. After the movie, not everybody knows this, there was a very short-lived TV series based on Breaking Away. The lead role in the TV series Breaking Away was played by, wait for it, Sean Cassidy. Even though the TV series was set in Bloomington, Indiana, just like the movie, they actually filmed the TV series Breaking Away in my hometown of Athens, Georgia. And some of the scenes were actually shot at my high school. We never got to see Sean Cassidy. We tried really hard, but we were really too cool to see Sean Cassidy because we were just killing it in the ninth grade. In 1979, we had TV shows like Dukes of Hazard, Facts of Life, Knott's Landing. 1979 was also the first year of ESPN Sports Center. It was originally anchored by Chris Berman, Greg Gumbel, Lee Leonard, and my very dear friend, Bob Lee. But I wasn't really watching Sports Center in the ninth grade because I was still on a total nerd high following Star Wars. So I glued myself to the TV watching shows like Battlestar Galactica and Buck Rogers in the 25th century. Battlestar Galactica ran from 1978 to 79 and was canceled only after 20 episodes. There was another later series in 2004, but it was not as cool as the first one, in my opinion. The original series had Lauren Green, Richard Hatch, and Dirk Benedict. The storyline of Battlestar Galactica was that there was a group of the only surviving humans in the universe and they were just trying to find Earth while they were being chased by Cylons, who are evil robots. Buck Rogers in the 25th century was first released as a movie in March of 79 and then it became a TV series that fall. Now I of course saw it in the theater and then watched it on TV. Buck Rogers was based on a comic book series. He was an astronaut in 1987, which back then was the future. The year is 1987, and NASA launches the last of America's deep space probes. In a freak mishap, Ranger 3 and its pilot, Captain William Buck Rogers, are blown out of their trajectory into an orbit which freezes his life support systems and returns Buck Rogers to Earth 500 years later. Side note, the voice that's narrating the opening part of Buck Rogers in the 25th century is William Conrad, who played Cannon. So Buck Rogers' ship gets blown into orbit, and somehow the gas on his ship freezes him, and then he wakes up on Earth in the year 2491, when the Earth is under attack from the evil Draconian Empire. I will admit that Gil Gerard, who played Buck Rogers, was pretty cool. They described him as the Burt Reynolds of space. I don't know. I think Gil Gerard was actually cooler than Burt Reynolds. Be still my heart. Sadly, Buck Rogers only lasted two seasons as well, but my nerd card will never expire. All in all, 1979 was a pretty good year, even though, yep, I was still a total nerd loser in the ninth grade who watched science fiction television. But don't worry, next year will be 1980 and the preppy handbook will come out. And then I will be a total preppy loser in the 10th grade. Join me next time when we talk about 1980. When we boycott the Olympics, we play a lot of Pac-Man, and a football team from Georgia wins a national championship. Have a great day, everybody, and thanks for listening.